It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Today, could an elderly woman continue attending Mass even after her death? A curious teen decides to throw caution to the wind and unknowingly conjures a demonic force. A widow discovers her deceased husband is still around. How does she help him move into the light? And can a baby's ghost grow into adulthood? We'll share a story that makes you wonder. Those stories, your calls, and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hello. Hello. Hey, if you're not an EPP yet, please consider becoming one. That's what keeps our show alive. If you want the show to continue on well into the new year, uh, we need you to become an EPP. It's uh, five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode every single week as a thank you. And uh, you also get the knowledge of knowing you're supporting this show and keeping it going. Uh, and also you get to access way before everybody else to exclusives like the, uh, the the short film that we just put together, Spirits in the Air. And lots of folks saying they really enjoyed that film if you uh, want to check out some of those reviews up on our message board uh do so you, know, you get a lot of extra perks it's not just hey support the show and then continue to get what you'd already get for free we get you uh, obviously you get all your free stuff as normal but you get some extras as a thank you for being an epp and uh, and helping keep our show alive so please consider doing that through the website at realghoststoriesonline.com uh, to kick off the show today, let's uh, let's go to a caller from 855-853-4802. Hi. Hi, this is Andrew from Los Angeles. Uh, I want to tell you a couple of experiences that I've had in uh, Southern California. Um, I was living in an apartment uh, with my now wife and... Um, one time uh, it was during the it was on a Saturday during the day and uh, we were I was in the kitchen and the kitchen faced um, the living room and my wife was sitting on the couch and um, you know we were just talking and it was um, it was in the fall it wasn't too hot it too cold in LA and um, suddenly as we were talking I suddenly heard a, a ching a really loud like glass ching ping sound coming from behind me so I turned around and I looked and I noticed um, that there was no, you know, we had no bottles out or anything except one whiskey glass. And these were like really expensive, thick whiskey glasses. And as I got closer to it, I noticed that there was like a little impact point. And I picked up the top of it and it had completely been severed from the top. So about a quarter away from the top, completely severed in half, so clean that I literally put it on the counter and it was almost perfect. Anyway, so uh, my wife came over and I, I was like, what happened? And I explained and 
So the first thing I do is I want to debunk it. So I, I start looking around. I check all the windows. I make sure there's no... Um, excuse that. <laughs> I'm at work. Um, uh, I, I check to see if there was any impact through the window. Something went through a bullet or something. Or, a, you know, nothing fell near it. There was nothing near it. There was no moisture. The glass had been washed day before. So it was just sitting on the counter by itself. So that was the first uh, experience. Um, the second one was uh, we had this little balcony, enclosed balcony on the same apartment. And one of the, uh, one evening, um, you know, my wife and I we were just sitting there drinking in the evening. We would sit there drinking, listening to music, relaxing. And uh, we had this chenille blanket over the seat, this, this kind of like a lawn chair. And it was hanging over and it has these tassels. Um, and we just sit there, you know, and relax and be comfortable. And um, anyway, so next morning I come in to kind of clean up a little bit, and I noticed that the tassels on the chenille blanket were tied into a ball, literally that you could not pull out. So all these tassels were tied into a ball, and this chenille where these tassels were hanging was literally um, five, six inches from the top of the, the seat. So I was literally trying to pull them apart and I couldn't and I thought, oh, I must be like a rat or something. And, you know, anyway, so I'm driving to work and I suddenly get this shiver. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I quickly call my wife and I'm like, oh my gosh, you, Kelly, you're not going to believe this. I said, you know, the chenille blanket and, and the tassels, I said, I know what happened. I said, that used to be an old lady's sewing room. And in that room, there's all these little drawers for threads and sewing materials that would go in there. And this old lady used to live there. And I think maybe that's, she didn't agree with me drinking either whiskey. So that's probably uh, her uh, letting us know that she didn't agree with the, the whiskey glass or the, um, the tassels. And then uh, we moved to another house and um, we had an experience there where one day I was at work late and my wife was putting my son to sleep. She was laying in bed with him around 7.30. Um, and in our, at the time, new house, and um, she calls me up, and she says, did you just come home? And I said, no, I'm, I'm still at work. And she goes, well, I just heard the front door, and somebody walked through the house. So I just said, no, I'm still at work. So this ended up happening to me. So I'd be in bed around the same time with my son, just putting him to sleep, reading him a story, and then just cuddling with him while he falls asleep. And I would hear the front door, and I would hear somebody coming through, and I thought, oh, my wife's here and she would never be there. So this happened to us a bunch of times, but the energy was never negative. It was always like, it always felt comfortable. Um, and then when we were moving out of the house, my wife was saying goodbye to the house, you know, as she was the last one to leave. And um, she said she went into my son's room and um, she was saying goodbye. And she kind of, we always felt like it was a male presence, but she said goodbye and she said, she, and she has an amazing hearing, but she said she heard somebody in the room talking. It was kind of a, muffled voice but it was there and it was in the room and it was almost like he was talking to her so she kind of knew that that was the um, presence in the home um, so that was the last one on the, that house um, and then we moved to another house and this has been happening this was happening in the last couple of years um, I think this actually this one was last year um, I was coming out of a garage of my last house and walking past the office window and I noticed the blinds were flapping. It was like three, four of the blinds were flapping. And I thought, ah, it's my son. He ducked down on the other side when he saw me coming. And I looked down from the window, looking into the office, and he wasn't there. And I just kind of stood there looking, and the blinds were just moving and moving, and they didn't slow down. 
and they just kept moving and so I started moving my face closer to the glass and suddenly they went dead still and that's really bizarre because blinds do that naturally they would you know gravity would slow them down anyway so they, they stopped perfectly still my face is right against the glass and then they start moving again so I quickly go into the house as I walk in, I see my son sitting in front of the TV with a blanket. My wife's in the bath. The air conditioning's off. And so, you know, so that was kind of a... I wonder what that, what the heck that was. Anyway, um, about a week later, I was the only one in the house. And, we, and in the house, we have this... The whole, all the house has been changed and updated, and it's a rental. And we have this one room. And it's this, it, used to be the, it used to be the dining room. And... Um, it has all this old wooden paneling. It's always it's always felt like a bit of a creepy room. Anyway, I have this little wine refrigerator. So I'm 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 bending down to get you know wine out of the wine refrigerator, and suddenly I feel a slap on my bum, and I look up. First thing coming out of my mind is oh, my wife. She's mucking about, and suddenly realise I'm alone at home, and it was very obviously a slap on my bum. Um, it felt weird, but it didn't feel like a negative energy or anything like that. I didn't feel cold or any, you know, anything around it. Uh, and then about two days later, I was sitting in the evening watching TV with my wife, and suddenly I felt something pushing on my thigh, like just pushing down on my thigh. And I just turned to my wife, I'm like, oh my gosh, something's pushing down on me. I don't know what it is. And, you know, it didn't feel cold or anything with the air. It just, it just was very surreal. Um, and then um, I started noticing things on the corner of my eye, which is like one of those shadows. And my wife, I, I told my wife this, and she said she noticed the same. And she had, she told me on numerous occasions she had seen something moving in the corner of her eye. And at one time, she did see a shadow person moving through the dining room, which is exactly where I had seen this shadow figure. And I asked my son, and he at the time was like seven, eight, and I said to him, do you, do you ever see anything when you're watching TV? And he goes, um, yeah, sometimes he sees something moving across the dining room. And I didn't ask him if it scares him. I tried to play it down so it doesn't freak him out. And um, he's told me several times he's seen this figure moving, this black figure moving from the kitchen through the dining room. And one time we were sitting in bed, and I was reading a story and to him, and he said to me, what was that? And he, had, and he saw basically the black figure move across the hallway uh, where the bedrooms are, heading towards my bedroom, which leads me to the experience where a couple of times I've woken up at night and I felt somebody was in the room. But you know when you're so groggy, you can't really, you think you're either dreaming still or you're just partially coming out of a dream. But I've always felt like I could hear somebody walking in my room on the carpet and, and just moving around and feeling a presence. So, um, so you know, those are the kind of experiences I've had in these homes. Um, I'll call in next time with my movie theater experience, which I had with my son recently. So um, love the show. You guys are awesome. And I think it's just, it's just making this more of a reality that um, the paranormal does exist and there's something more than who we are and what, where we are. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Thanks for calling in and sharing your stories with us here at Real Ghost Stories Online. It's really curious with the uh, the woman in that the first house that he talked about, where it, it did kind of make sense. She didn't like him drinking. Uh-huh. Like, did that's amazing what she did to that bottle where it was like cut sure. in half. I mean, that, that would be very curious. I mean, because if it were to fall off the counter and break, or if another knocked it off the counter and broke it, how are you going to get a break like that, you know, where right. it's just... 
almost like cut glass. <laughs> We've tried cutting wine bottles and had no success with that, <laughs> yeah. even with the tool designed yeah, to do it. Yeah, that didn't work out very well. But uh, yeah, and then uh, the other things you were going, very, very interesting. Anything else you want to add into that? You know, I always wonder, is it better to see a shadow person just flat out see them, they're there, or just the out of the corner of your eye? What would bother you more? I think out of the corner of my eye, I can write it off as, oh, it's just me and there'd be that that shadow of a doubt that i could kind of go with and go eh, maybe maybe not i don't know yeah and kind of rest it on the maybe not uh-huh. and not be super disturbed if i saw it full on and there's a shadow person there then there's no doubt of what you saw you either are, are going to start thinking there's something wrong with you psychologically or you're going to be freaked out going okay this exists yeah and there it is so i think if it were up to me as much as I say I'd like to see a ghost or something, I'd, I'd, I'd be more, you know, preferably, you know, often kind of the, the side vision. See, I think I'd rather just flat out see it and then know. Get it done with? Yeah. And yeah. instead of this kind of out of the corner of my eye. Like a band-aid, just rip it right off. Yeah, there it is. Okay. That's how I am. That makes sense. Yeah. 855-853-4802. That's the phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a letter. Mary Jane writes in, Greetings from California. I've enjoyed doing uh, my housework while I play your show at Full Blast. I have many experiences, but this is the first one that I can recall. I was raised by my grandmother the first years of my life. She and I used to go to church every day. For some reason, I don't know if it was uh, her promise or just something for me to do, she would give me pennies to take to the statue of St. Anthony. A few days before she mentioned that she hadn't seen her friend, Ananita, and that she missed her. Fast forward to a few days later, maybe the following week, she gave me, excuse me, she gave me the pennies to take to St. Anthony, and I passed Ananita on the way. She had her usual shawl on and her cane. She was a small woman, and she smiled at me as I passed her. I assume she was on her way to the usual sitting place to attend Mass. I returned to my grandmother's side. I must have been under seven years of age, and I told her in Spanish, I saw Miss Antonita. She asked me to point out where, and I couldn't find her. I looked in the direction of where she sat, and she wasn't there. When we got out of Mass, I stayed looking for Miss Antonina. Finally, my grandmother said we had to go. As we left, she asked again, where did you see her? I told her that I had seen her as I was taking the pennies up to St. Anthony, and she had smiled to me as I passed her, to which my grandmother said to me, are you sure? Because she died last week. I recall seeing her. And I know what I saw, but I also recall not freaking out about it until later in life. If you share this story, feel free to shorten it. I tend to ramble. Thank you for the ghost shows and the information you share, Mary Jane. Well, I wonder how often little kids see people that have passed on. And it's just like just like this story where they have no idea that that person's gone. They just see that person just plain as day. I never even realize it. Right. How many ghost stories exist out there where, or, or kids especially, because they, they do say that, you know, we do have a lot of stories where children are seeing or the elderly. Um, you know, but you have to wonder too, everyday people as well. I mean, how often, you know, especially folks who are sensitive to these sort of things and there's some people who do seem to be able to see dead people as adults, um, you know, plain as day. How often, you know, are people seeing ghosts and really have no idea just because they're going about their normal business well i wonder if kids see them differently if kids see them like actual full in the flesh people and less like apparitions i think it probably depends on the entity 
think so. Uh, yeah, I think some entities are more are stronger and right there and look just like a normal person. I think some are, you know, floating through the library. Like the Ghostbusters ghost. There you go. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so I like to think of it. 855-853-4802. That's the number to call in here to Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Let's go to another caller. Hi. Hi. Um, this is Kenny. I've been listening to your show for a few days while I'm at work because I work overnights. And um, pretty much this is what happened. I live in Texas, and I lived in the, grew up in the same house since I was like two. And a little backstory, real quick. My my granddad, my mom's dad, died when I was like one, uh, one or two years old, and he didn't die in the house. So this is just kind of weird. But here's a little more of the backstory. Basically, when my when my granddad, my mom's dad, died, um, he was pretty broke at the time. He had nothing to leave uh, to leave to my mom, and all he left was like a leather jacket, a couple hundred dollars, and that was it. And so basically, what happened was. My mom took all these papers, which was a death certificate and a few other papers, and put it in this leather jacket and put it in the back of, uh, of their closet. My parents have this huge walk-in closet. Now, she's the only person that has ever known that this jacket was there legitimately, not even my dad because they are separated. No one knew, not me or my sister, no one. And so this is about, I'm 24, this is probably three or four years ago. Um, she come, I get home one day, she comes up to me and she asks, she goes, um, this is going to be a really weird question, Kenny, but, uh, have you been in the closet, in our closet, in my closet messing with anything? And I say, no, of course. Like, what am I doing in their closet? And she goes, okay. And then she explained the entire story and she told me how, when she got home, all the papers that were in that jacket were on the kitchen counter just hanging out in the kitchen and the jacket wasn't wasn't moved at all and she had told me that she legitimately is the only person on this planet that knows they're there and she hasn't even been to that that back of the closet she hasn't touched those papers or that jacket in over 10 years and nothing in this house ever went nothing was weird ever until after this and then a bunch of weird stuff i mean the bunch of stuff up in fact to, to the point where i actually i have seen what i believe is my granddad um but here's the thing though i'll tell two little stories real quick uh, there's one time i was in my bathroom it was at like one o'clock in the morning and i'm brushing my teeth and i turn i have the fountain off and i brush my teeth and i'm leaning up against the counter and then all of a sudden i hear the t- i hear the the handle turn and the water turn on and I turn around and the water's on. And so that was insane. And then I say about a month later, I'm in the bathroom again. So it's really weird. I'm in the bathroom again and I'm, I open up the bathroom. I open up the bathroom door, leaving it. And I see a figure that is so real. I thought it was so real. And it was like the same but it was almost the same height as me. It was so real. I thought it was my dad. I thought he had, I thought he was home or something. I legitimately thought it was my dad, but it disappeared right away. It was unbelievable. And and I'm, the last thing real quick is, so I say it's my granddad because of the whole backstory and the whole paper story and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing is my dad, my granddad never died there. So I don't know how he could possibly come at a random time, you know, 17 or 18 years after he died. But here's the thing is my my mom's grandmother 
when she, my mom was raised by my 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 great grandma, and my great grandma was an evil, just terrible human being supposedly, and she was so bad to the fact that whenever she said that she would die, she was going to haunt my mom, and my mom was so scared that she didn't go to her funeral because she had heard that spirits can follow you back from their funeral and stuff like that. So I'm, but nothing bad has really happened. Nothing bad. A bunch of stuff has happened, but nothing bad has happened. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my great-grandma or if it's my granddad or who it could be. So that's the story of my, my mom's house. And you guys can take from it what you will. So, okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, well, here's my opinion. I think the grandfather can absolutely be haunting that house without having died in it because we hear that all the time. And being that the jacket belonged to him, I could see that being something that, you know, possibly he he's there because of the jacket. But what I think is ironic is that he waited all this time before he started communicating. So it makes you wonder if there's some kind of message or something he's trying to get across. Because I think it's the grandfather. I don't think it's the great-grandmother. It's the evil grandmother and you're cursed. No, that's not it at no, all. I don't think that either, no. I, I kind of uh, I tend to agree with you. I think it's more so along the lines of the grandfather, just because it doesn't seem to be all that malevolent. Yeah. A word that I can say out loud with pride. There you go. You learned how to say it on the show. What's the other word I was having trouble with? Malevolent. That's the one you just. Oh, that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> the other one. Benevolent. Benevolent. There we go. Just a different syllable. Today's show is brought to you by. It's like Sesame Street uh, with demons. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to call in. Uh, That's the Halloween episode of Sesame Street. I'm sorry. Vanessa writes in, Hi, Tony. Before I begin my story, I just want to say I love your show and each story that is presented in it. A lot of the stories I've heard on your show have made me more cautious about the supernatural. Anyway, great job on your show. Look forward to hearing more from you guys. On with my story. So one night around 3 a.m., I think, I was looking up stuff about Ouija boards and spirits and demons. Very bored and couldn't fall asleep. Then I came across this name. Some demon's name that shouldn't be said in a certain season. Uh, Being the ignorant idiot I am, I decided to say it. At first, I thought it was total bullshit. Something made up on the internet to scare people. Then I heard tapping. Something from my window. My breath hitched for a minute as I listened for it again as I sat in my dark room, just waiting for the tapping. The only thing I could hear was dead silence until I heard the tapping again. Only this time it was louder. Now I was paranoid. No way this was real. This was all just a coincidence. Even something my imagination made up from the lack of sleep. Wrong. Minutes later, I heard the most frightening thing. It was like the screech of an animal I've never heard in my entire life. It was loud and sounded like something was dying in immense pain. Suddenly, I smelled a disgusting stench as if something had died in my room and was rotting. I was extremely scared, and I quickly turned the lights on. I prayed over and over for whatever it was to leave that I was a child of God and it could not touch me. I prayed over and over for God to protect me and send me his angels. I had no sleep that night. I was left shaken, and I had learned a lesson to never mess with that stuff ever again. So, I don't. I I've always been too afraid to do that kind of stuff. I've I never don't had any e- desire to. <laughs> I don't even say Beetlejuice three times. So <laughs> that's the worst of all of them. Actually, yeah. I uh, I just hope that it didn't have too many lasting effects. 
Yeah, I, I, it'd be interesting to hear if anything uh, occurred after that evening. Um, but yeah, that's one of those things. Like We've talked about that before where I get kind of creeped out sometimes in movies and stuff where I know they're using like legitimate names of, of demons and stuff for effect. Um, and we've even had people write in and say, uh, yeah, we've watched, like, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, it was one of those possession movies. Uh-huh. Uh, Emily Rose. Was that the one? I think it was. Um, and in there, they do name off quite a few in, in one of the scenes. And we've had people call in and say they've had weird shit happen in their house when they're watching it uh, as those things are being, I, this is one of those things where it's like, okay, I just, you know. I'm not, it's a road I don't need to travel down. No, you know, you know, for any purpose really whatsoever. It's like I've, if you're gonna do a movie about demons, maybe just change the names. You know, like Beetlejuice, change it to Beetlejuice, or just something you know, kind of archaic sounding, but you know, sure, no one would know the difference of. Um, so I don't know, it's creepy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, if there's anything that creeps me out more, it's that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Out of all the things we talk about on the show, that's the one that gets the well, creepy it, shit. It is. It's just because it's like it's so dark and it's completely uncontrolled. And it's it, all the stories that we get of people trying to get rid of creepy shit. Um, those are the things that like seem to not go away. Yeah. No matter what is done in some cases. So yeah, that's like uh, just yeah. anyhow. 855-853-4802 is a phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. If you're a new listener of the show uh, over the uh, the week of Halloween here, uh, welcome. We do do this show uh, all year long. So this is not just like some Halloween special you're catching. Uh, it's a, a show that's released all throughout the weeks, every single week of the year. So uh, you get freaked out all year long with Real Ghost Stories Online. So we ask you to subscribe to the show if you enjoy it. Press subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, iTunes, uh, whatever you're listening to us on, or TuneIn Radio. Um, and uh, then you get new episodes sent directly to you. And if you are so inclined to support the show uh, and help keep us alive... Uh, you can become an EPP. That's kind of like our VIP thing where we give out uh, bonus episodes every single week to our EPPs, direct your email, brand new episodes. Uh, and also you get in on some other stuff like uh, exclusive videos and stuff that we've produced. Uh, just like our new one we just did called Spirits in the Air about a haunted airport, which is getting some great reviews right now uh, from our listeners. So please uh, support the show if you enjoy it. And welcome, newbies. I never like the term newbies, so I don't like calling people that. But we should have another term. Welcome new listeners, but that just sounds kind of, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have it. I don't have, welcome new human beings. How's okay. that? That's a little too technical. Let's give that some thought. Okay. okay. I, got, I got nothing yet. If you're new, welcome. There you go. How's that? Uh, 855-853-4802 is a phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. You call that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and uh, leave your real ghost story for us, and then we, uh, we play it back here on the air. Uh, let's go to another caller. Hi. Hello, Tony and Jenny. This is Brittany from Long Island. It's also the same Brittany who made the pudding poltergeist design, and I also called, uh, wrote in a story about the man in the doorway with the haunted elementary school. I'm going to tell you my story about what, what happened to my dad um, at the same school while he was by himself one night. He was working late because some construction workers were there working on the school. And when they left, he still heard moving upstairs. He heard a mop bucket roll across the floor. He's by himself at this point. 
hear the mop bucket rolling across the floor, going into the slop room, which is like the closet they keep the mop buckets in in the sink. And he hears water pour out into the sink. I'm sorry if you hear the rain in the background. I have nowhere else to go. You'd be alone to make this call. So, sorry. It's actually kind of creepy. Playing a scary story in my car, the rain. But, um, so he hears this water being poured out and he yells up the stairs that it's okay. They don't have to clean. He thinks that the construction workers are still there cleaning up the mess they made. So he runs up the stairs and into the slop room and there's nobody there. So that's his story that he told me after what happened to me with the man in the doorway. And he also told me a story about when him and his coworkers were in the cafeteria one day. There's nobody else in the school again, late. And all three of their names are Joe. And from the lobby, they hear a little kid's voice yell, Joe. Well, with all of them being Joe, they all go running into the lobby. And they can't find anybody. They're running around the school. They look in all the classrooms, and there's nobody there. Now, the creepy thing about that hallway is that there's this portrait of a young boy hanging up who passed away hanging in the lobby. Could be him. Um, that man standing in the back of the classroom maybe could have been the principal. And I don't know, maybe whoever was pouring out the water was a, a ghost custodian. I'm not really sure. But um, I might have to ask him about some more stories from school. But that's all I've got for today. Um, may call back in about a Ouija awareness story. Um, about somebody using a Ouija board while I was sleeping and what happened with that. So I will probably call back in for that. Thanks, guys, and thanks for using my putting poltergeist design on your shirt. That was really awesome. Bye. She say somebody using a Ouija board in their sleep? Well, while she was asleep. Oh, while she was, okay. I thought you were like sleepwalking, Ouija-ing. No, I think it sounds more like she's the victim of something somebody did when she was asleep. I see. That's creepy. Check out her uh, putting poltergeist design, by the way, in our store. It's uh, it's getting creepy, and that references uh, what I had talked about a long time ago, in case anyone knows what the hell putting poltergeist is, because it does sound rather bizarre. Uh, I said, if I can haunt someplace, if I get to haunt a nursing home at some point in my existence, um, I would be the pudding poltergeist. I would go around and knock pudding you know, off the pudding cart or make it explode in nursing homes. Yeah. Because I think that would be fun. Yep, you would. I could see you doing that. I would be the pudding poltergeist. You would give countless heart attacks and strokes to older people. I that would be called recruiting my army of pudding poltergeists. Oh, because I'd get them onto my side, and then we'd be just doing all sorts of pudding poltergeist activity everywhere. There'd be like this eruption of pudding poltergeist attacks all over. It would actually look like some other kind of attack with chocolate pudding everywhere. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun, though. Ugh. That would be great. Uh, 855-853-4802 is the phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, by the way, did you see that, that Ouija movie to uh, help promote it? And I knew they were going to do this. Uh, they were, they're now giving out Ouija boards uh, as, like, promotion items. I so. can see that from a marketing standpoint being sure. a genius move. But yet- well, it's not a, it's a 
freaking obvious move. Yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, what should we do for a movie called Ouija? It's like if you had a movie called Candyland. Of course, you need about Candyland boards. I know. But uh, I was thinking about real demons is what they should do. They should do, you know, Ghost in the Jar. Now, that there's a, a good collectible item. You can pick your demon. Give me away 100 collectible demons in a jar to folks, you know, and movie tickets. Sounds good. <laughs> If this is a drinking game right now with the rate, with the uh, the Halloween drinking game, they would take a drink right now because you're theoretically just kind of brushing my idea away. Yeah, I am. Yep. I'm refusing to go there hypothetically. Oh, there you go. Yep, that's exactly what you're doing. So, uh, 855-853-4802 is a phone number. I, by spring, we're going to have a whole series of stories of going, I got this Ouija board after watching that Ouija movie. Watch and wait. Yeah. We're going to have a lot. And it's all from the movie. So there you go. <laughs> this is the best movie release for demons in a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that should be a quote for the movie, you know, or for the uh, the movie reviews. Tony Bruschi of Real Ghost Stories Online says this is the best movie for demons in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it really to, is. To encourage uh, the, the viewership. There you go. Uh, 853-4802. That's our phone number. Dan writes in, Hi, Tony and Jenny. I just found your show this week, and I love it. Keep up the great work. I'd like to share with you an unexplained experience I had. I've listened to many other people's stories and haven't found any that are like what I experienced. I used to live next to an elementary junior high school. One night about six years ago, I went outside for a smoke. Normally, I would just stay in the driveway, but for some reason, I decided to walk over to the school. Made my way across the school's field and was leaning up against the school's gym wall under a basketball hoop. The gym had a couple of lights on that illuminated the surrounding area pretty well. Well, I lit my cigarette and was looking out at the field. It was nice, warm summer night, and it was after midnight, so I was the only one around. I looked down for a second, taking a drag off my smoke, and when I looked back up, I saw a huge white thing just floating in the middle of the field. It's hard to describe, but it was about 15 feet tall, 10 feet wide, and it was about 10 feet off the ground. The center of the thing was thicker, looking like an elongated S uh, tile forward. Spreading out from that was a white smoke misty substance. Lastly, I had a swept back appearance, it had, or it had a swept back appearance, like it had been blown in the wind, but there was no wind that night. Well, needless to say, I was stunned. In literally two seconds, this thing had materialized in front of me, fully formed, and not getting any bigger or smaller or fuller. In fact, it looked like a three-dimensional static image. I went over to it and circled it. Then, I went under, a, under it a few times, looking up into it. It did not change shape in the slightest. Finally, I tried jumping up a few times to touch it, but being five foot ten and Caucasian, that was unsuccessful. I had finished my cigarette and was unsure about what to do. It was just me and this thing that appeared instantly out of nowhere in the field. So I went home, looking over my shoulder, and as I walked back, I just stayed there, unchanged, floating ten feet off the ground. I don't know why I wasn't afraid of the thing. I was more amazed than anything. I guess I'm just happy it didn't chase me around the field or anything. So here's to hoping you or others have some thoughts on what they could have, on what this thing could have possibly have been. I look forward to hearing those opinions. Dan. I've never heard of a spirit that looks like that. I mean, it sounds really strange that it was just hanging there and kind of S-shaped. Oh, in that shape, sure. Yeah, I mean, I've heard plenty of stories of where it's like a white mist. Well, sure. Yeah, but 
yeah, like in a specific. Maybe it was like I wonder what the school's name was. Or was it showing its its team spirit? I don't know. Seriously, I mean, it's like the Spartans or something, and it's like a ghost of a cheerleader or something, and that's its new ghost cheer. I have no idea. It's very strange. It yeah. sounds really strange to have seen it, too. Thoughts, anyone? Feel free to chime in on that uh, up on our message board at realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, Let's uh, go to another caller at 855-853-4802. Hi. Hey, guys. Um, this is Reese uh, calling from Atlanta. Again, I was going to give you a little bit of follow-up on the, um, the Target haunting whatever you want to call it um basically yeah um, i you know thanks for putting my story on the air and uh i was thinking about it and i I guess like i was just kind of you know sort of flustered in the moment i didn't even really think to go and ask um the uh, ap officer if i could check the camera on that but um i don't even think he was there that day so i probably would have been out of luck but, um, yeah, so the first thing I did, actually, to see about possibly getting the footage was um, I talked to my friend. He's a good friend of mine. He used to work with me at that same location, and he uh, recently got promoted to an AP officer, which is asset protection, and he's basically the guy that will sit in the office and watch the cameras, or he'll be out on the floor, like, you know, keeping an eye on electronics, like the expensive video games or computers and stuff like that. It's basically his job to survey the store, you know, just surveillance and everything. And so I was talking to him about how I would, you know, go about possibly acquiring that footage. And he, you know, asked me what part of the store it was in. I told him um, the whole notebook flying across and hitting the guy happened in stationary, which is up in the front of the store. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, oh, well, you're probably out of luck um, because he used to work at the same store, so he knows... Uh, he knows the way the cameras work in that store. And I was like, why? And he says, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of kind of like information that pro- possibly might not be, sh- shouldn't be shared, but whatever. I'll say it anyways. Um, most targets, they don't have cameras and all of those little black bubbles that are on the ceiling all over the store uh, because there's just, that would be too many cameras. There would be too much tape rolling at once there would be there just would not be a way for all of them to keep an eye on every single camera they wouldn't be able to pay enough people to do that and plus it saves them money not having to buy cameras for every single bubble that's on the ceiling and he was saying that in areas of lower priority for security such as stationary a lot of times they don't even have cameras in that section like they just have the bubble on the ceiling that makes you think you're being watched which is basically, you know, the idea of the panopticon, which is like in a prison, a prison yard, you put a guard tower in the center and you black out all the windows so the prisoners never know when they're being watched or not. So it kind of makes people behave because they're afraid that they might be being watched when in fact they're not. So he was saying that the cameras, that the camera bubbles in stationary don't even work. There's not even any cameras pointed in that direction because no one's going to be stealing notebooks or pens and pencils so i was like well damn (laughs) so yeah that's pretty much the follow-up on that and you know that disappointment just kind of further feeds my um my 
theory that I do indeed have telekinetic powers because I'm never going to be able to prove that that was a ghost. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I told you I would um, call back because I do have some other stuff that's happened in this house that I'm living in now. Um, I'll say it's, it, it's a pretty large house. Um, it's five bedroom, three bathroom, two living rooms, um, two car garage. It's pretty large. And um, I've been living here for about a year and a half. And right when I first moved in, um, my roommates told me, uh, my previous roommates, there's different roommates living here now, but my previous roommates all had different stories of like sounds that they would hear. Uh, a lot of times it would be scratching on the walls and I was always like, oh, well, that's probably, you know, just like rats in the walls or something. I don't know. Like, you know, I always just sort of shrugged it off. And one of my roommates, actually, she came home um, from work one night, and she was the only one here. I think all of us were out, um, either out of town or still working late or something like that. She was the only one here. And I get a text from her, and it says, if you're on your way home, don't be surprised if the police are here. Because I called the police because it sounded like someone was trying to break in. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, are you okay? Like, what's going on? She said, well, there was banging on the downstairs. It was in the downstairs living room. Her bedroom was all the way at the top. So it's it's kind of, it's like a three-story house. And she could hear banging on what sounded like the garage door, the door that leads from the garage into the downstairs living room. And she kind of, like, walked to the edge at the top set of stairs and, you know, turned all the lights on and just sort of sat there and listened. And then she heard another banging. That's when she ran in her room, slammed her door, locked the door, called the police, and the police showed up very quickly. Um, they were... I don't, I don't even know how long it took them, but yeah, that was weird. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something going on. I don't know. You know, Until I experience something, I'm just going to assume that it was her nerves acting up or something. Um, trying to think of another time. I know there was one time where I came home from work, and I was the only one at home. And I was sitting in the upstairs living room. I was just watching TV. And I heard that same door downstairs, the garage door that leads to the downstairs living room, I heard it open and close. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But, you know, one of my roommates is home. So I just sort of sat there waiting for them to come upstairs. And no one came upstairs. And so, you know, I paused Netflix or whatever I was watching, and I sort of walked over to the stairs and looked down. There was no one down there. I swear, it was. I, I even texted my roommate whose room was down there, and she said, no, I haven't been home all day. So I thought that was kind of strange. And um, we've, we have a little beagle who lives in our house. And from time to time, she's not always kind of skittish, but she has been more recently. Like, she, she'll just sort of be standing around, and then all of a sudden she'll start flinging her head back and forth, like looking over her shoulders. And she could just be looking at her ears, <laughs> watching her ears flop around. But she doesn't do it always. She'll just do it, like, at nighttime, and, like, either in the downstairs living room or in the upstairs living room. It's only the two living rooms. Um, again, more recently, I mean, I have heard scratching on the walls. I still am not really sure what that is. And I think one of the strangest things um, that my roommates have told me, they both... Um, Two, both of them have had nightmares about the same thing. 
and neither one of them, because they told me the story separately. Um, it was one of them had the nightmare a couple, well, it was probably last summer, and it was a dream where she was laying in bed, and it was one of those sleep paralysis kind of deals, but she kind of knew that she was still asleep, and she couldn't move. She felt, like, really heavy pressure on her chest, and there was an old lady. It was always an old lady every time she had the nightmare, and she would just be standing in her room in the corner. And then my roommate, she would wake up, freak out, look around, turn the lights on, and there'd be no one there. And then a few months later, probably last fall, was when the second roommate moved in. And she was telling me she had the same exact dream in the downstairs. Her room is downstairs next to the downstairs living room. And she had the same exact dream, the same exact feeling, and they hadn't talked to each other about it. I mean, they might have, but I highly doubt it because they weren't even friends at that point. Like, they had such separate schedules that it didn't even have a chance to talk to each other. Um, I have yet to have a dream like that, <laughs> luckily. Um, I've never felt anything malevolent at all towards me. Uh, my other roommates think that it doesn't like them, whatever it is. But to me, it's not really a calm, peaceful feeling or an evil, like, hatred, it's just neutral to me. And I'm not really sure what that means. I don't know if maybe it likes me <laughs> for some reason, because sometimes when I'm sitting alone, I'll be the last one up at night and I'll be, you know, I've had a few drinks or something and I'm just um, watching TV or back when I was in school before I graduated, I would be doing homework and I would just talk to it. You know, I would just say, hey, how are you tonight? Are you here? And then I would just get a feeling, you know, goosebumps just wash over me, cold air, and then I could feel it move out of the room, and I would be like, oh, hey, um, yeah, I'll be in here if you want to come back, you know, <laughs> if you want to move anything or anything like that, it's okay, and then I would feel it, you know, a few minutes later, I'd feel it come again, and it would move past me, and then it would move out of the room, and so I don't know, I'd, I like to think that it's, um, it's nice, it's a nice ghost, at least to me, <laughs> so far nothing bad has happened. And um, this morning, actually, I woke up because there was a loud bang on my wall. And it came from the right side of my room and to, from the next room over. And the next room over is actually, there's no one living in that room currently. Someone, someone is storing their stuff in there, but they're not living there. She lives with her boyfriend, but she just has clothes and, like, an empty dresser. And then there's, like, a mattress on the floor, and that's it. She, she just comes by occasionally to get clothes or something. So there was no one in there, and I heard the bang. It came from that direction. Luckily, the, the crazy thing is it happened right before my alarm went off for work this morning. <laughs> so it woke me up, and I sat up in bed. And then I'm sort of looking around. I reach over, turn my lamp on. And then my alarm goes off, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you for waking me up. I haven't I haven't named it yet. I should name it. I don't really know what a good ghost name would be. But who knows? Maybe it likes me and it's just hanging out. Came with me to work one day, decided to throw something around. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thanks for everything you guys do. I really appreciate you playing my story. Um, I'll call back if anything else happens, most definitely. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Cletus. That should be the name of the ghost, Cletus. Cletus sounds good. I would go with that. Okay. Yeah. So we learned a couple things in that story. We learned about uh, the ghost that could very well be going to work with him. Yes. 
and we learned that apparently greeting cards are stolen quite frequently from Target stores because no one knows. It's probably the whole stationery department. And if that is the case, then we are saving a buttload on school supplies next year. Are you going to go steal school supplies from Target? I'm just joking, but... If you wanted to get pencils and notebooks, that would be the where to do it. I bet you that actually happens quite frequently. School supplies is freaking expensive. Once you add it all up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into it. But uh, I, I was unaware that there was uh, not really cameras in some of those places. I'm just disappointed that we don't get to see the video of the notebook flying and hitting the random guy. That would have been great. I was really hoping he was going to be like, and I got the video and I'm going to send it to you. And no. No. No, no cameras there. It's like... Uh, Back when I remember when I was a kid uh, on the school bus, they I remember when they put all the cameras in and the cameras were like the size of shoe boxes. Uh huh. And uh, it really wasn't a. They're like, oh, the camera's in the box. I'm like, well, why'd you put it in a box? Why don't you just put a camera up? You know. Right. Um. Again, and the the camera box had a two way mirror on it. Like, why? What is so we can't see the camera? Because there's no cameras in half these boxes. It was much cheaper to have wooden boxes. I mean, this is the 90s, too, where sure. cameras weren't exactly cheap, you know, where you can get a cheap camera now for, like, 20 bucks. But uh, back then, it would have been probably, like, an $800 proposition per bus. But it works. It kind of worked. We all kind of got wise to it pretty quick, where it's like, oh, people did all these things, and no one got in any form of trouble for it, even though that little red light's on on the camera. So... Yeah, but now I've, I've, I've been on some buses now, um, you know, like if you take like a, a shuttle somewhere and they're using a school bus, uh-huh. where they actually do have a camera, yeah, a function, and you can see the camera. So I don't know if that prohibits or, or inhibits uh, kids from being super rowdy or not, but ours were just bullshit. <laughs> so I don't know. Did you have cameras on your buses? We did. Um, were they real? I have no idea. See, the school district I went to was the one of the first school districts in in this area at least that mm-hmm. put TVs in each of the classrooms and that's back before they were flat that's when they were big monsters sure. square yeah. hanging from the ceiling so i could see them putting real cameras in all the buses they had a budget to do it right yeah. this yeah. district it did in particular but sure. who knows yeah. pam writes in i've recently become a listener to your show and have thoroughly enjoyed it my wife anna has been listening to your show for some time and she introduced me to it here's my ghost story About a year after the death of my husband, the 25 years, we began hearing voices in the house. They weren't loud, but they did tend to wake you up at night. Then, the more you concentrated trying to hear what the voices were saying, the harder they were to hear. We then purchased a spirit meter to measure EMFs. We soon discovered, with the meter, we had strong EMFs everywhere. After telling some of our family members about the voices and the EMFs, they suggested trying to tape record these voices starting at 3 a.m., which I was informed was the start of death time. Thinking this was not going to reveal anything, but I was game to give it a try, we set up two recorders. We put one in the kitchen, one in the living room, and one in the dining room area. I set my alarm clock to get up and turn them on at 3 a.m. Both ran for several hours until the tapes ended. We then had the boring task of listening to several hours of tape static, or so we thought. After an hour or so, one of the recorders, the one that was in the living room, dining room, you could begin to hear lots of voices in the background, similar to what you might hear at a cocktail party with numerous people. Then one voice became very clear, my late husband's. He was a a four-pack-a-day smoker. He had a smoker's cough. On the recording, you could hear him coughing, just as if... He was still sitting in the chair in the living room. 
Then you could hear him say very clearly, what a jerk, several times randomly. This is one of his favorite sayings. Then the most poignant thing that you could hear him say was when it sounded as if he got very close to the microphone in a whisper, he said, Pam, I love you. There was no doubt at any time that it was his voice. I then played it to my niece, Nicole, and she screamed, that's my uncle Bob. Immediately, she recognized his voice. After that, I knew for sure that his spirit was still in the house and where the voices were originating from. I then learned that sometimes a spirit will linger if they feel they have unfinished business or felt they need to watch over someone. I also discovered that if you talk to the spirit and tell them you'll be okay and to just go towards the light that sometimes the spirit will go and cross over. So the next day, I did just that. I told him to go towards the light. We never heard the voices again and the EMS were calm as well. This gave me so much comfort to know, number one, he had tried to stay to watch over me. And number two, that I had proof without a doubt that there was life after death. Hope you enjoyed the story and thank you for sharing it on your show. I like that story. I like that she was able to cross him over. Yeah, and help him uh, move on. That's really interesting, you know, where it's not just, you know, some random voices and you got to try and finagle something out of it. Like, oh, I think they're saying this. Does she still have the recordings? I don't know. I would, she's listing, uh, if you still have it, we'd love to hear it if you want to share. Yeah. I get that that's very personal and you don't want to, but. Sure. And I, if you don't want to share it publicly, if you just want to share it privately with us, here the hosts, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just for the heck of it. And you, seriously, I mean, if you don't want, if, if it's something you'd like to share, but you don't want to go public with it, that's fine. But we would love to hear it. Yeah, it'd be really neat. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our number. Mike writes in, "Hey Tony and Jenny, thanks for such a great show. I wrote in a story from my college days with glass on the floor. I have yet to hear, but uh, I thought another one would be fun to tell." I've had waves of paranormal events throughout my life thus far. I'm currently 33. Many of my stories were when I was young, but some events continue on. Less than a month ago, I swear I saw a shadow person at the bottom of the stairs. To tell that one real quick, I was heading downstairs late at night to go outside for a cigarette. I wasn't paying attention until a few steps down. I saw against the darkness of my downstairs an even darker area. This image was gone almost faster than I had seen it. As my mind registered what I had seen, the image became clear not necessarily defined as the outline of a person but about human size and shape i had the distinct impression i had just seen something i wasn't supposed to and it fled when it saw me looking at it anyway that's more of a non-story the one i wish to tell happened is when i lived in pennsylvania it was a two-story house plus attic and basement that sat in the back left of a cul-de-sac which was com- uh, comprised of six other similar homes The school bus would drop me off at the top of the road, and I'd walk down to my house. I had feet. Uh, It only snowed sometimes, and it was a slight incline in one direction. My neighbor was a friend between my age and my older brothers. I was about 14 at the time, and this neighbor went to Catholic school and came home later than I did. My siblings, both in high school, also came home later than I did. My parents both worked, so I found myself alone for an hour or two on most, most afternoons. I bring up the neighbor because he had two dogs, Molly and Annie, that were kept in cages in the garage. They left the garage door open. It was a quiet area of rural Pennsylvania, and in a time when that wasn't unheard of. So often the dogs managed to paw at the cage latches until getting them open. 
It was many an afternoon I spent 10 to 20 minutes running around after his loose mongrels trying to get them back into their cages. They were not loving dogs, per se, not prone to kisses and butt wags, but they were always nice and certainly didn't mind a good pet down. I had never before or after seen either of them in any kind of vicious state. This one particular day, I came home and was wandering up my driveway when I saw the older of the two, Annie, standing in my yard. I can't remember exactly what happened as I walked up. I think Annie was already by my front door, so I didn't need to go chase her. What I do remember is, as I neared the front door, Annie stood a few feet away, staring at it. I spoke to her and told her I was taking her back. When I tugged at her collar, she didn't budge. In fact, she began to growl. As I started... Uh, as a, it started as a strange low whine in the back of her throat, which moved forward into the type of guttural ramble or rumble that anyone who has heard it probably no longer had clean pants. I was at no point scared of her. At no point was she looking at me. It didn't matter if I was near her or not. Her eyes never left my front door. I gave her. I gave up on the idea of returning her to her cage. Too spooked to care. I remember unlocking my door and looking inside and uh, looking beside me where the dog's eyes never wavered from and just getting the chills like I had uh, prophetically done the ice bucket challenge. I stepped into the house, closed the door, and locked it quickly behind me. Still freaked, I looked through the peephole to find Annie still hunched and head lowered, growling at that same spot. I left her there like that ran upstairs to my room where I closed the door, turned on the TV loud, and waited for someone else to come home. You might think rat or squirrel, but I saw nothing, and I believe I checked. Certainly, I would have seen something larger than that if it was one of those type of critters, and he would have eaten it, not growled in fear. I still didn't know what it was, but it was only one of my many incidents in that house, possibly fueled by the cemetery 200 yards behind my backyard. On a little side note, one of the older headstones from the 1800s was for someone named Michael Myers. Thinking of the Halloween guy, not Shrek, for those who don't know. Hope you enjoyed my story and have plenty more to share. Mike from all over. (laughs) That's funny. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wonder what, uh, what it was that that dog was freaking out about. I don't know. I don't think I would have gone in. I think I would have waited in the front yard. Yeah, one of those things that they, you know, maybe they know more than than we do. Yeah. And sense more than we do. Danielle writes, and I found your podcast about a month ago. I've been listening to it every chance that I get, and I thought I could give you one of my own stories. My story, I feel, is very weird because I've never seen a ghost this way before. While I was in high school... I dealt with some self-harming issues, even though I was on the mend. I used to have occasional mental landslides. My mother knew full well that would happen, and when I had one of those moments, she suggested that I should meditate. I felt doubtful, but gave it a shot. After a while, I envisioned a wooded area, then I sat on a big rock in the middle of it. My grandmother came out of the forest and told me that everything would be okay. As I conversed with her, I thought that I, it was just my mind trying to find a way to heal myself, seeing as my grandmother had passed away years before. So I thought nothing of it when a young man came out and also told me that even though I was dealing with a lot on my plate for a kid of my age, everything would be all right. He seemed as if he knew me, even mentioning me by name. 
So I had a conversation with the two of them for a bit about my life, my struggles, and how to cope until things finally got better. Then I randomly snapped out of my meditation. I went to my mother and told her about the weird conversation that I had, and she froze when I mentioned the man. She asked me, what did he look like? So I told her. He was about seven years my senior, with ashy blonde hair, taller than me, and wore a blue and white striped shirt uh, that had the initial CB on it. My mom was silent until she finally asked me quietly if she saw the portrait in her room. After telling her no, she brought out a large drawing of a boy. He had ashy blonde hair with the name on the shirt. I told her that it looked like a younger version of the man. The drawing was done by a psychic who saw this kid around my mother a year before this happened. My mom then told me that who I saw was my brother, Chris Bruce, who had died by miscarriage about seven years before I was even born. I didn't know how Chris had looked like as an adult, seeing as he wasn't even born. But I thought I'd share the story with you, seeing as it was in this sort of realm. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to hearing plenty more podcasts. Okay, so the obvious question. Can a baby, as a ghost, grow up? I don't know. I wonder if you can select to do that. That's really interesting. Yeah. It opens up a lot of questions. Oh, yeah. Lots of questions. I wonder if anyone else has had any stories similar to that. That'd be interesting to hear if there's any any stories out there. Yeah. So, write in, call in, 855-853-4802 is our phone number, or just maybe someone can up a thread on the message board. And, that would be uh, good. And talk about it there. So, lots of ways to do just that. If you're not an EPP yet, please consider becoming one, supporting the show, and keeping us alive. Seriously, uh, that uh, really does keep the show going. So if you're already an EPP, we thank you very, very much for supporting the show. And if you can, if you got the means to do so, it's only 5 bucks a month. Or you can do it all in one fell swoop on a yearly level, 60 bucks a year. You get uh, the bonus episodes every single week and all the other extras like the video stuff we're working on for you, including the Spirits in the Air that's out right now. So please check it out on the website at realghoststoriesonline.com. So... For Jenny Bruski, I'm Tony Bruski. Thank you for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.